Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You know, some people do get lucky, but it's a very small percentage of people. The, the ones that make it work and make it happen are the ones that first seek out the education and seek out the right ways to do things and then just take massive action. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shump and in this episode, we're speaking with business owner, buyer's agent and successful investor, Luke Bailey. Stay tuned to hear all about Bailey's investment strategy, how he conditions his mindset and his tips and tricks on getting educated in investment. Bailey shares the strategies he uses to grow his portfolio. It really has evolved, I guess you could say, as times went on and and like it does for many people, once you start to learn more, you, you start to evolve your strategy. So initially it was, you know, just buy buy anything <laughs> close to where, where I was where I was living, which is not the best strategy. But as it's evolved to to I would say the last few or, or at least to now, it is buying properties that are higher yielding, but but in in decent areas where you're going to get um, some solid capital growth. So I'm looking at, you know, higher yielding properties where the, the rent will cover all the associated costs with that house is probably the rule number one. Number two would be buying under market value. So buying something, you know, under the comparative market sales is what, from what is selling in the particular suburb. Um, thirdly, now I'm looking for things where I can add value. So, the add value components really probably only um, only become apparent the last couple of purchases where I'm looking at things like, you know, is there a potential for subdivision? Is there a potential for a cosmetic renovation to uplift uh, the value of this property? So I'm not just relying on capital growth. I mean, capital growth is 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 what you you know what you're aiming for a property, but if you can add value as well as that. Um, you're really double double downing on on um, you know your equity positions. When we last spoke to Bailey, he discussed his first four investments. He now describes the current state of his portfolio. Currently, um, selling my fourteenth property. So, I, I guess uh, well, I've currently got twelve, but almost almost fourteen. It looks as if <laughs> touch wood that they're going <laughs> going through. But um, yes, since then it, it's probably been. Number number eight, I, I reckon I started to think about adding value through um, through cosmetic or, or renovations or structural renovations or or subdivisions or have that in in the back of the mind. And it's not something that I initially do straight away. It's something that I buy with the uh, the thought process that I can do this at any time. 
to to uplift and increase the value. I don't necessarily have to buy it, uplift it, and then use that equity. It's, it's just something that I've got there. These properties are now all over the country. Currently, they're across three different states. So I've got uh, South Australia, uh, Tasmania, and also uh, parts of uh, Brisbane or Queensland. So in terms of where, where they're located, mostly south coast of South Australia, Adelaide, um, Hobart, Launceston, and also uh, south, south of Brisbane. And which one so far to date do you think has performed the best for you? It's probably the Hobart purchase um, that I initially spoke about, as well as the primary residence uh, that that I that I bought as property number three in Glenelg in um, 2013, I think it was, and that that's performed ex- exceptionally well. It was you know really bought at the at the bottom of the market in, in Glenelg. Here. It was bought at a really good price. Um, and that's that's performed exceptionally well. So I'd say probably those two have done done the best. Fairly expands on the purchase of his primary residence in Adelaide and how he sourced that property. The one in Glenelg was actually uh, was actually on market. Um, I I was actually working away at the time and I was looking for a, a property here in Glenelg, which is for people that don't know um glenelg it's you know sort of a, a prestige suburb of, of adelaide it's, it's um on the beach and you know it's quite nice and I always wanted to live there so yeah well it was this this one was on market and um i guess i got in got in really quickly and had my uh, you know my finances you know fully approved because they were uh because i was working away at the time um which i think was probably initially what got it over the line um and uh, yeah, it, it's the Glenelg market has has done really well over the last uh, few years. So it's, it's been been a good market. He explains how he pulled together an impressive portfolio in the time frame which he did. With lending as hard as it is now, um, it, it, it's even tougher. It's going to be tougher for people to you know even break the, the ten mark or even the five mark. But I guess when I was when I was doing a lot of this, I was on really high income, so. I was working away as a majority of this time as a fly and fly out electrician, where I was on, um, you know, a good couple hundred thousand dollars a year as a full time employee. So that, when you're on that sort of money, uh, it's so much easier to borrow money um, opposed to someone that's maybe working in the city, um, and also focusing on properties that are, you know, a higher, higher uh, yielding properties as well increases the serviceability so you know you really have to um you know focus on that and particularly moving forward i'm the you know i'm a big supporter of you know buying high yielding properties because they're going to support you uh with serviceability wise to get into your next one a lot quicker Bailey is planning to stick by his tried and tested strategy of keeping it simple i think um potentially going into property development you know, could be on the on the radar, but it's. I'm I'm probably still someone that that just loves the the simple buy and and add value and keep things simple because I know that when you start getting into property development, it it can be a different ball game. Um, and depending on you know how many you, you're wanting to build, you know you can roll into commercial finance and get a little bit tricky in that. So at, at the moment, I, I'm really thinking 
just about keeping it simple, not trying to overcomplicate things. And, you know, if, if there's an opportunity to get into property development, um, you know, I might even go to, into a JV partnership in the property development scene um, and, and sort of more operate as a silent partner. But probably I'm just I'm someone that likes to keep things really simple. He discusses why he started and continues to grow his portfolio. I think it, it's really to set or, or help set myself and my, my family up um, for, for, for years to come and, and not have to worry so much about the financial side of things. And ultimately, pro- probably the underlying why is to enable me to be able to control my time. And, and I'm not so much a, a money-orientated person, but I, I understand that controlling your time and, and not being um, you know, a slave to something you're not necessarily wanting to do is, is probably my underlying driver of why I'm doing all this because I, you know, we've only got a certain amount of time on, on this earth and, and you want to be able to, uh, you know, save every moment and, and do what you're wanting to do with it. Coming up after the break, we'll hear about the things that affected Bailey's early investment experiences. Everyone's got an opinion about it, whether, whether it's good or bad, it, you know, people have an opinion to it. Wazy got himself educated on investment. I managed to find some people within uh, within my networks that you know owned you know 50, 60, 100 properties, and managed to um, you know get in front of some people for for a coffee or or for a lunch. As well as how he conditions his mindset every day. You know, getting up in the morning and you know doing some exercise and doing some uh, you know mindfulness training and and getting into getting into a really good structure because. I think it's key to success. All that and much more coming up next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. As he started investing so young, Bailey says many people had varying opinions of his choice to do so. There's so many uh, people out there that love to have their, their opinion about different subjects and property uh, being such a populous uh, topic in Australia, everyone's got an opinion about it, whether, whether it's good or bad, it, you know, people have an opinion. So there, there was probably some people that were saying, you know, even back in, you know, 2000 and what when was it, 2006 uh, when I bought my first property, that the market's already topped out. And if we look now about what, what's happened since 2006, um it certainly hasn't topped out. It's uh, had exceptional growth around around Australia. So it was probably listening to people that had opinions based around property that it's only their opinion. I, I think sometimes you've really got to seek out people that have already achieved what you're wanting to achieve. And I think that's super important, no matter whether it's in property or whether it's in something else, finding uh, getting your information from the right source is super important. Due to his career, Bailey thinks a lot of these opinions could be based off personal experiences of bad investment. I was just going to say one, one thing on that is is I um, working in the fly-in, fly-out and, and mining industries, a lot of mining towns in, in Australia haven't performed that well over the last few years. I think everybody sort of is quite aware of you know markets like such as Gladstone and Port Hedland that haven't done so well. So working in you know, in those sort of areas, as a originally as an electrician, I, I worked with a lot of people that invested in those areas because they were working working in, in those towns, 
and they are obviously very um, anti-property because they've you know they bought you know properties you know maybe eight hundred thousand dollar properties that are now worth four hundred thousand and and you really got to feel for those sort of people but and yeah you really do feel for them but um, I guess they were you know it comes it comes back to educating yourself uh, from the you know, the correct sources. Bailey made sure to get himself properly educated when he started investing seriously. I mean, it's a fine um, a combination of doing a lot of education, a lot of educational courses. A lot of a lot of these were paid courses where you're actually paying money to, um, you know, be you be around other people that are on the same journey and learning from somebody that has achieved what, what you're wanting to achieve. So, you know, a lot of these were paid courses, but I managed to find some people within uh, within my networks that. You know, owned you know 50, 60, 100 properties, and managed to um, you know get in front of some people for for a coffee or or for a lunch. And the amount of <laughs> coffees and lunches that that I've had from people that I've you know learnt things from, uh, whether it's in property or or business, um, I think I've lost count. But it's a, it's a great way to for anybody just wanting to to learn something, um, even if you you don't have the money to invest in a paid course. There are Genuinely, people out there that are happy to have a coffee or, or have a lunch just to share some knowledge uh, and give give back. Totally, totally agree. And that's uh, what's happened on this podcast. A lot of people <laughs> have come on so gracefully, and uh, I'm so grateful for their time as well because it is an hour of their time to share their knowledge, like yourself. And um, it, it's just been phenomenal to learn so much from each and every individual as well. What about books? Have you got any books that you could recommend to listeners and, and also? Why you suggest them? Yeah, so I'm I'm an an, an avid reader of both uh, property related books, but but also self development and and personal development. I I like to read probably two or three books uh, like per week. I, I think it's been books have been one of the one of the things that's really helped me out. But in terms of recommendations, um, pr- property based, I I, I think. Yeah, Donald, love him or hate him, I think Donald Trump, uh, Art of the Deals, is a really good book in um, talking about how he's gone about a lot of his deals. But I think uh, Australia, Australian books, I think uh, anything from John Linderman, um, Unlocking the Australian Property Market is a, is a good one. Um, the Seven Steps, uh, I can't remember the exact title, but Seven Steps to Unlocking well, the Property Market. I think, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's correct. Yeah, that's a really good one in – um, Michael Yardney has a good uh, couple of books as well that advises people on, you know, a range of topics from getting, you know, getting your buying entity correct straight away to what to look for in, in investing and things like that. So there's some really good uh, resources out there. But um, yeah, I'm a big fan of, of John Linderman and his books. He shares the best advice he believes he's ever received. The best advice. Um, you know, would, would be uh, probably when I started to understand, and someone really started to teach me about the power of leverage, not um, not over leveraging, but the power of of leverage. Which I'll, I'll explain what I mean by it is with property, the banks allow you in many cases to well to borrow at least eighty percent, but in some cases ninety percent and, and above. Just depends on the situation where you're you're buying something that is say example, $400,000 and you, you may have only put maybe forty dollars or $60,000 of, of your own money. But if that property goes up 5% per annum, 
you're not making 5% on your money. You're actually making 5% on the entire amount, which is majority of it's leveraged, um, which can actually mean, you know, 30, 40, 50% even higher return on your money. And when I started to get that, it was kind of game changing for me because I, I understood that with property, you, you can put a very small amount down and if it's if you're buying the right property with the power of leverage, it's going to compound and compound and compound. And um, you know, one of one of Warren Buffett's famous sayings is, um, "What is it? The seventh wonder of the world, eighth wonder of the world, should, is, is compound interest." And it's so true. Um, and yeah, probably the, the power of leverage, uh, but not over leveraging is is a very good thing that um, that I, I guess I've, I learned. Here's an example of what he means by this. Let's say um, we use a four hundred thousand dollar property as an example, and let, let's say that property increases five percent per annum. So that let, let's say from when you bought it to year one, it increases five percent. So that property has gone from four hundred to now four hundred and twenty because that's that's five percent. But that actual property initially, you know, you really only you know you might have put down a ten percent deposit plus stamp duty and other bits and pieces, it might have only cost you $60,000 to acquire that property out of your own money, but you've actually made 20000 on it. So you've made on your money, um, you know, 33% return on investment so far. Um, now, that's an example I've just thrown out there uh, based on a 5% capital growth and you've obviously got, you know, interest repayments and council rates and things like that. But if you're getting the rent to cover all of that, um, I guess your return on investment is much higher than many other uh, investment tool, investment strategies out there, such as you know superannuation and bank interest and things like that. Bailey has learned various habits that contribute to his success from others, including his daily morning routine. Probably a couple of years ago, actually, I, I started to develop a, a morning routine, and I'm I'm a little bit obsessed with people's. I love learning about people's uh, morning routines because I know that it's really uh, given me an edge. I think, and that's um, you know getting up in the morning and you know doing some exercise and doing some uh, you know mindfulness training and and getting into getting into a really good structure because I think it's key to success. And yeah, and I think that you read a you know you read about a lot of people that um, have done really well for themselves in different areas of their life and and most of those people have a set morning routine and i you know i'm a yeah i love reading and, and listening and and talking about morning routines because i think when you see yourself up in the morning and you have you have a good morning you really have a good day if bailey could give his younger self some advice he'd like to say this sort of 10 years ago it would have been it would have been fine the people that you want to be like and convince them to teach you. Um, I've, I've acquired a men- mentors over the last few years, but I would have liked to have met some of these people earlier, some of the people that I aspire to be like. And I think that's something that everybody should do is, is really uh, find people that you're wanting to be like and, and really do whatever it takes to to learn from them. He's excited to expand his business in the next five years. What I'm most excited about is relaying some of the information that I've managed to learn uh, over the years and actually teaching other people. Um, 
through my, through my buyer's agency and relaying some of the information that uh, both good and bad things um, to help other people fast track. And if if people can get good advice and in, in the property industry around Australia, there, there is some really good advice out there and that there's some, also some poor advice. And I think um, I, I think I'm really excited about you know teaching people that yeah the things that I've that I've learnt and um, hopefully you know if I can teach a couple of people that's that's a good thing. Bailey believes in making your own luck and turning it into action to get results. I actually think you are uh, famous quote by Gary Play: um, "The harder you work, the luckier you get." And I think it's a really good quote. I I don't think anything's um, you know some people do get lucky, but it's a very small percentage of people. The the ones that make it make it work and make it happen are the ones that first seek out the education and seek out the ways the right ways to do things and then just take massive action it's um it's all well and good to uh to know something but that's only half the equation you've really got to take massive action and um and you know to to make things happen if you're looking to get in contact with luke bailey here's how to do it so they can check me out on my website, which is uh, fortier.com.au or they can find me uh, through Facebook, um, which is uh, Fortier Buyers Agency. I put out a lot of property-related content and, and videos and um, you know, they can they can watch them and, and hopefully they can learn uh, some of the things that, that I've learned over the years. So yeah, Fortier Property. Thank you to Luke Bailey, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about his journey, then visit our website at propertyinvestory.com.